Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, aka SK James FPL. How you doing, mate? Yeah, pretty good. Good um, yeah, Been a few weeks. Right. Been a few weeks since Overhaul, hasn't it? And that was the last podcast we did, but we didn't think it was right to try and squeeze in a podcast between quite a tight turnaround. And obviously with the way that the Sky Game Weeks works, it, it just didn't make sense. Whereas this feels like a, a natural point to, to bring out another pod, review the last couple of weeks, how we've got on post-overhaul. And um, I think this is where maybe we start to plan a few transfers. So definitely worth getting into, James. And as always, I think we'll uh, touch on the games, you know, game by game, tier by tier, have a run through, look at our teams and then um, discuss the strategies ahead. So, James, first things first. Man United won, Southampton won. Yeah, great result for us. Uh, very happy with this. Um, Forster hitting tier two two for the saves, six saves. Uh, obviously, De Gea is more likely to be owned by people in the game. Yeah. Um, he came away with save tier. Um, yeah, it was a very good performance for us. Obviously, the budget pick, Elianusi, getting an assist. Um, mm. Been playing well recently. Maybe <laughs> worth it uh, if you don't have much to spend. Obviously, you got like the likes of Ramsey there too as a budget pick. But if he keeps playing, he could even give you coverage for the Norwich game. I wonder when this conversation is going to come around because th- this sounds all too familiar to the start of the season when obviously El Yanusi was the big pick. I think it was after the first overhaul. And yeah, yeah. He, he had started a run of games, he was scoring, and we were all like, oh, he's so cheap. And then he lost his place. And, <laughs> and I think me and you both said that it was always going to be the risk because he's one of our attacking wingers and we've got a number of them. Um, and I even think Redmond um, is back this weekend as well. So it's another one to add to the mix. But he's been playing well. He played very well against Tottenham and he also played well against Man United. And yeah, goal and assist in two games. It's not bad. But with that single game um, day against Norwich upcoming, I think it's next Friday, um, I do think the only two players you should be considering are Prousey and uh, Brozier. Yeah, agreed. Those are the 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 best players from well, either team, I'd say. Um, I'm more likely to go for Brozier, I think, but I'd be quite happy or comfortable with War Prowse as well. Yeah, I think if you're looking, if you've got the budget and you want to maybe look long-term hold, War Prowse, you know, consistency. Brozier is a very good pick for me and we've got a good run of games from Norwich onwards. I think there's four or five games in a row where I think he, he's he got goals in him and he's clearly the favourite attacker. I say that, he'll get rested for Norwich now, but oh, I, I, don't, don't I, don't, I don't think he should because <laughs> he's exceptional. He's, he's an unbelievable talent and I would be amazed if Chelsea sell him um, in the summer. Um, if we can get him back on loan, I'd be incredibly impressed. If we can buy him with a buyback clause like we have Livramento, I will be outstanding because he's such a talent. He's he's got pace, he's got strength, he's clinical. Yeah, I think he was got I think he got man of the match in this game. Um and he didn't even score or insist. It just shows how influential he is. And yeah, he's he's such a talisman. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I'd love to see him permanently here. It's just getting increasingly unlikely with how well well he's playing. <laughs> I know. Hopefully Livermento can have a little word because I know that they've got a good friendship, obviously being through mm. the uh, the Chelsea youth set up together and you always see them chatting uh, together on the pitch. So 
if uh, if Livermore could have a little word and say, oh, look, just stick around for a couple of seasons, grow a little bit, and then you can move on. I'm not saying Brozier will be with us for the next four or five years, but if we can get a couple of seasons out of him and then sell him back to Chelsea for 50 million, 60 million, then happy days. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, jumping on to the next game, um, in terms of it being a game, I think it was pretty poor. Uh, in terms of Sky, things to consider, obviously the fact David Rea is back, they kept a clean sheet, got himself saved here. And as always, Norgard, 10 yeah. tackles. Yeah, beastly. Um, I wish I didn't, I wish I considered him more at overhaul. Um, it's kind of a pick I did think about before overhaul started mm. and then kind of forgot about because he's not really a glamorous pick. Nah. Um, He'll consistently get you four or five the... points. Exactly, he does the business, and I I do quite like those players. So it would probably take a captaincy game day for me to bring him yeah. in. Say if I needed Brentford coverage, because otherwise I can't really see myself going there unless I actually I don't know maybe need the money. No, but exactly. I think it's a very good option. It also feels incredibly unfair that five tackles is tier two, and then you don't get anything else because he's doubled that. And he still yeah, gets the same points as Jensen. <laughs> and Zaha with five tackles is uh, is an interesting one as well. I heard a, I think I listened to Pat FPL today, and apparently teams have the most tackles against Crystal Palace. All oh, right, okay. Um, like, if, I don't know if it's because of Zaha giving the ball away or Gallagher or whoever. Might but be. Teams that play Palace consistently get a lot of tackles, mm. as as seen here. And I I did see after this game, quite a few people sold Gallagher to move on to Villa sets on the Sunday. And I'll come on to my opinion on that later in the pod, but it's mainly because obviously Gallagher then misses this Chelsea game that's upcoming. But then he's got a game after that midweek. So I find it a little strange personally, but yeah, we, we can discuss kind of moves that have been made. And I was tempted. Just, I mean, I, I did mention it to you, but yeah, you, did, you remind yeah. me obviously the Watford game, yep. it, he could bang there and it would hurt. Yeah, 100%. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about that in a bit. Um, a game that obviously was surprising and uh, yeah, probably uh, <laughs> plants a few seeds uh, given it's Everton Spurs have a single um, in a few weeks time. Everton three leads nil. Fuck me, what a performance from Gordon um, <laughs> in the Sky game. Mm. A goal, an assist, tier two shots, tackle tier, yep. four tackles, not far off tier two tackles. Pretty much everything he touched went in. Because he's yeah, only had what, 15 passes in the game. Great, great, great display from him. Um, that's the sort of stuff you expect from KDB, not Gordon. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so very impressed with that. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin not doing anything because he, he doesn't believe in scoring or assisting anymore. That's <laughs> not, he just likes to get bloody sent off or own goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't like to uh, put the ball in the back of the net anymore and Richarlison right. thought he had a goal, but obviously it was then given to Gordon because it did come off of him. Uh, so he got himself the assist there. But Pickford, for instance, where were these clean sheets pre-overhaul when he was sat there in my second team just ticking along because he had these singles? Kept getting two-pointers, and now he comes along with a fucking <laughs> clean sheet, albeit didn't have to make a single save in this game, which says a lot for Leeds. Yeah, I'm rather out of character for them to have so little shots. Um Obviously, nine tackles, tackles from Ailing, but you're mm. never going to really go for a Leeds defender. Just they can see too many. No, and slightly frustrating for those of us that are on Rafinha, and there's a lot of us that do have him. Obviously, subbed at half time in this one. Um, 
dubbed as tactical by Bielsa, which was interesting. I was say, why was that? It's not an injury, though. No, not an injury. It was just he, he wanted to, I think, move James out onto the wing and put Roberts up top, which is um, what he did. Uh, Leeds fans were baffled, I think. Football yeah, fans were take baffled. take off your best player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. He's played a lot of games recently. He went away, obviously, and played for Brazil, but... Yeah, he might look a little bit out of sorts, but he's your best player at the end of the day. Just try and find a way to reinvigorate him, not sub him off, because I don't know what his attitude's like, and he may well take, you know, take exception to it and then think, oh, well, really? Like, you're going to take me off, and then we lose 3-0. Come on. But hopefully that isn't the case, and with this upcoming double for Leeds, you know, fixture-wise, Rafinha's got two good opportunities, albeit against tougher teams. I think he can perform on any day. Um, if he's feeling on it and hopefully he can get a couple of returns would be nice yeah that'd be good for you jumping on to um, what was a massive hole for one Brighton defender oh. that is incredibly popular in the game it was Watford nil Brighton 2 yeah I was so close to actually captaining Webster in my, my stronger team I did it in my weaker team which obviously was paid mm. off big time with the goal, the clean sheet Fair play. shot tier um, but yeah, I had Bruno in the other team, so I, I just went for Bruno. But yeah, what he's is now another goal because he scored fairly recently as yep. well from a corner before. Um, so Webster's doing the business at well both ends really. Yeah, uh, very very impressed, very impressed with him to be honest. Um, it was a bit a bit of a shame to not see him have hit passing tier, but you can't complain with that return seven away. Yeah, it was surprising to see him. You know, not even hit tier two, but yeah, given he got shot tier and the, the goal, like you said, we'll we can't really complain. <laughs> um, jumping onto Man City assets and um, a frustrating one for those that have doubled or tripled up because it saw Cancelo, Laporte, KDB all miss out rotation galore, but didn't stop Man City running riot. It was Norwich nil, Man City four. No, yeah, dominant as ever. Um, hurt me big time in one of my teams. I've got like Laporte, Cancelo, mm. Rodri. So three players to just not completely feature. Yeah, was 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 hard to take. But I guess we're now going to have to expect it at this time. So I don't know. It's do you hold for that? Look, obviously they're now likely to. Sh- they should play the next game, but maybe it's something to think about moving away. Yeah, from Man City. Play. So. City is on my notes to um, discuss with you um, post the uh, the fixture chat because I think this weekend poses potentially the time in which you start to consider moving a Man City asset or two on if you have to cover upcoming single game days because they're one of the teams that you know aren't doubling this week, they don't play midweek. Um, yeah, I think it's certainly a consideration. Jumping on to the, uh, the Sunday games then. And um, first things first, obviously it saw most of us captain uh, Mo Salah decided not to turn up, you know. Oh, I mean, he started but didn't do anything in the game. Burnley nil, Liverpool won. Yeah, big, big gains for anyone that was brave enough to, to captain someone else. But I doubt many did. Um, Resolute performance from Liverpool against what is a tough Burnley team who played very well. Um, I am very coursed in my stronger team, so it was obviously I was happy to see him playing so well um, as a team as well. But it was a shame to see him go off. But we've heard 
and Dice, it does seem like he might be okay mm. for the next game. So Sounds obviously like they've got a, a glut of fixtures coming up. So I'd like to keep him if I can. Um, especially with especially with the way they're playing. Initially, he was on in overhaul to be transferred out of my team, but I've been quite impressed with what I've seen so far. Yeah, they've got four games in the next two weeks, and obviously one of them is that single game day against Leicester. Um, albeit if you're on Pope, you've got coverage, but if you've got Pope and Vekhorst, for instance, I think you were, yeah, probably stand in um, good stead, good stead, good stead to capitalise um, on that day because not many will still have at least the double up come that fixture. Yeah, true. And if I fancy it, I can go for Vekhorst as captain over Pope. Um, Leicester probably will score, um, but it's. Oh, it's hard to predict. Yeah, and then obviously for Liverpool, it was frustrating as a Trent owner um, for him to be the only defender not to hit pass and tear. Yeah. Bit of a farce given, you know, in the the week before, he did hit pass and tear, got 60. They didn't give it to him because apparently, you know, their T and Cs say that it's got to be post 10 a.m. Well, the, you know, it was updated by Opta at 1 a.m. But I think um, they touched on it on the, the three for one pod that it sounds like it's probably the way that they've written this game that they just couldn't change the algorithm because the game week had ended given it was the last fixture of the game week and they had already started the new week if it was a midweek thing it was probably likely that it would have been but yeah i'm just it's 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 laughable seeing all the responses from their uh their kind of twitter account and you know as most people have been saying it's not run by sky fantasy football it's run by sky bet and it's just knobheads on the other end just trying to make it sound like they know what they're talking about and half the time they don't so they're not even worth tweeting anymore yeah yeah i've seen those responses it's you might as well be speaking to yourself god yeah and and the other frustration was um jota obviously was supposed to start this one and mane was supposed to come off the bench um i think he picked up a dead leg in the game week before so he was kind of benched this time mane got the 67 Jota then came on, didn't do a lot. And then he also picked up an injury yesterday in the Champions League game. And there are initial rumours that he could be out for a couple of weeks, but I'll be waiting to hear from Klopp and hopefully he gives us an update tomorrow on the Friday because if Jota's out, I've got a decision to make. And uh, again, we can come on to that once we finish these fixtures. Yeah, yeah, as will I. Newcastle won... Aston Villa nil. Yeah, the midfield tackles carries on. We can count he... Joel Linton as a midfielder now. He's we can playing indeed. There. Six for him. Willock on four. So yeah, a lot of tackles got stuck in. But yeah, another win for Newcastle. They can be very happy with the way they've been playing. Uh, obviously, didn't have a lot of the ball. If you look at their passes, the no. highest amount of passes was Dan Byrne on 21, which is nothing. I think Sanchez at Brighton has more passes than that most game weeks. <laughs> Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, but yeah, credit to them. Obviously, a free kick from Trippier again is yeah very good, and he's going to be a big blow, big blow for them. Yeah, sounds like he's broken his metatarsal, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of old Beckham. Oh God, yeah. Back and in then... the day, that's the first time I heard of the metatarsal. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, on the other side, uh, this is yeah the moment in which a lot of people seem to have made moves towards Aston Villa players on the back of. Coutinho and Ramsey's monster hall the week before and uh, personally I find it surprising that you're making these decisions so early after overhaul 
there's a reason why you started with those players and you didn't pick Aston Villa at this stage. So after one crazy hole, you're then throwing away a transfer or two, in my opinion, to bring in, albeit a very similar asset. Mm. Quite a lot of people have moved from Gallagher, for instance. I still think, yeah, Gallagher misses the Chelsea game, but then, yeah, he's got the Watford fixture. He could quite comfortably outscore Ramsey or Coutinho in that game. And this just goes to show that that immediate transfer, Ramsey got a one-pointer, Coutinho got two. Like, you've used a transfer to try and pick up on an away fixture against Newcastle, who have turned in form. And you're jumping on the immediate, whereas at the moment, this is why I'm holding back and trying to be a little less aggressive with the team that's slightly further behind, even though it has more transfers. Because I just want to see people making these moves. And then eventually, when it comes to the big games, you know, when Chelsea start to to come back and double and more double game weeks are announced post FA Cup fixtures, I'll be able to jump on them when hopefully other people can't. And that's my only vision at the moment is to try and claw that team back. And it's done well in the last two weeks because of that, probably. So, um, yeah, it's just it's frustrating to see and I, I question it. But at the same time, if you want to continue to make transfers, please please do so. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not frustrating for me. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you definitely do, don't you? Um, moving on to a team in which, you know, again, we'll have to consider probably in a couple of weeks' time um, for that single game day. And the team on the other end as well. Um, they've got an upcoming single game day this week. or next week, but this game week against uh, Arsenal. Spurs nil at Wolves 2. Yeah, very very surprising performance from Wolves. Um, my boy Sar delivering yet again. He's in my weaker team, and I wish I had him in my stronger team too. However, obviously very with well. Pope and Burnley, I had to pick Pope from from the uh, from the start. But uh, I would like to to get Sar. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to. Um, he gets so many saves. He been having a lot of clean sheets this season he's, he's a very good player to have yeah um surprise clean sheets like this just uh what what fire team up in the ranks agreed yeah if you can't get sar i think the next oh probably the most popular wolves asset going into this single game day is going to be max kilman um i think he's already at least 30 yeah pretty much 30 percent owned in the game looking at ff stuff's website that's going to rise substantially come next week. Even though I think Arsenal are potentially the better pick for that day, Arsenal then blank. Um, and I don't think Arsenal, I don't think it's worth jumping on Arsenal until early March. I think it's the 6th of March potentially is a good good day to jump on Arsenal assets. Until that point, I think Wolves um, are comfortably the option here. And I think a lot of people may well be moving, for instance, Webster to Kilman uh, this weekend could be a, could be an option. For me, if Jota's out, I'm, I think I'm just going to go straight there. Um, go Jota to Kilman. It was it was probably going to be the choice on the Thursday anyway. So um, yeah, I just do it a game early. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I may consider something similar for my team, uh, or I might go like for like, go for an attacker. Um, could even obviously go for Jimenez. Yeah, um, would be a bit of a left field pick. Certainly would. Um, but... I mean, he picked up man of match in this game. All Sky man of the match didn't get an attacking return. But yeah, got himself a ten pointer, and given he his sport, Kilman. Oh, I thought you meant him. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no so Kilman got man of the match. 
All right, I get you. So got got ten points, and you know, in for his price, you, you're definitely not going to turn that down. No, yeah, I've got my own Kilman big time. Whereas obviously on Spurs side, I think the two most popular picks are going to be Kane and Son. At the moment, they haven't really found form, and um, you're going to want that come the Everton game because there's going to be a big choice about potentially. Ronaldo to one of them, for instance, for those of us that have got Ronaldo, I think that's a an easy route off of the Man United asset. But do we really want Spurs? I mean, I've got to see some form of improvement, and I know Wolves are a tough team, but yeah, I think they've got a nice run post the Man City fixture, and Conte is going to really want to turn it around. Otherwise, they might even struggle to make the Europa League spots at this rate. Yeah, no, that'd be worrying. I, I think. Yeah, the Ronaldo to K move is definitely there for people on Ronaldo. I'm not, but yeah, for those that are, does kind of sort of make sense. Agreed, yeah. Um, all right then, and the final game on the Sunday, and um, you know, I think the obvious captaincy choice, um, aside from Salah, and a lot of us went Mo Salah. If you weren't on Salah, I expect you were probably on Jared Bowen, and if you did go there, you were heavily rewarded. It was Leicester two. West Ham too. Yeah, the man's banging form and just can't stop scoring and also getting assists yeah. as well. It's, yeah, it's sensational stuff. He's just sat there comfortably. He's doing what Antonio should be doing, yeah. um, basically. And it's a, it's a surprise that Bowen can get so many returns and Antonio's not really involved in much yeah. most of them. No, I know. He's not really involved in the game at all, which... Um... It's surprising. The passenger. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 strange to watch as well because Antonio's still the the centre forward. He's still leading the line and pressing from the front, but Bowen just yeah, seems to be the one that kind of runs beyond, gets into the right places at the right time. He's always in the box when a ball comes in, um, from one of the wings and he, he's just there, yeah. Head, volley, he, he's he's on it. And yeah, I think if you're not on Bowen, and most people are, I think it's ninety, yeah, ninety seven point six percent in the top one K says a lot because yeah the man's on fire and you run a massive risk if you go against him oh yeah yeah big time and on the other side of Leicester obviously they've got that single against Burnley and they will have a lot of doubles um organized towards the latter end of the season um the likes of Yuri Tielemans and Madison potentially could be very good options um, James Justin, unfortunate, you know, he's just come back from injury, went off again, injured in the 31st minute, didn't look great, haven't seen an update yet, but I'd be surprised if it's short term. Um, and at the moment, obviously, while Vardy's out, Tielemans is on pens and he uh, put the pen away very well. Yeah, I think if you uh, don't have any coverage for that Leicester Burnley game, I think Tielemans would be your go-to. Yeah. Obviously, even without pens, he's quite reliable in terms of passing and tackle to you, yeah. the odd assist. He's a very good player to have. And the other uh, thing to touch on just before we move on from this game that just amused me was the fact that Leicester were winning 2-1. They bring on Yannick Vestergaard. Uh, <laughs> there is then a corner and up steps the mighty Craig Dawson to make it 2-2. It's like you bring on yeah. Yannick and you're just destined to concede. <laughs> yeah, for a very tall bloke, he's not actually that good in the air. Nah. Well, we we did say when we sold them that we've sold the right defender. Uh, you know, mm. I'm I'm amazed that Leicester. We pulled their pants down. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and we're laughing. You know, we've got Salisu, for instance, has been exceptional this season. Now, would he have been given a chance if Vestergaard was still there? 
not sure. Yeah. But I For think, half the price of yeah. Best Cigar as well, I think. Exactly. I think he's a far better player. Um, yeah, definitely. And then jumping on to, uh, obviously, the single game day just gone by. The It's the single game day we were hoping for as Ronaldo owners. Man United 2, Brighton 0. Yeah, I was despairing. I thought I was going to be... Well, my rank dropped massively when Ronaldo scored. Obviously, I don't have Ronaldo in either team. And my, my captaincy was on Bruno Fernandes. So the end of this game was vital to me sort of maintaining my my rank. And yeah, celebrated that goal like a United fan when that went in. <laughs> <laughs> and also shat myself when Dunk got that red card because I first thought it was Webster. <laughs> Oh, mate, if it was Webster. My heart, my heart Yeah. And obviously, this isn't Dunk's first time either. He's he's had a couple. But yeah, um, got himself sent off. I thought it was a bit harsh, personally. Uh, yeah, well I, thought, well, I think it was Webster that was actually go, sort of coming over to cover. Yeah. And I, I was really surprised that they gave it. Obviously, when they go over to the monitor, you're a bit concerned. Yeah, yeah I was surprised. But it, it was it was unfortunate. And the, the big decision was... Ronaldo versus Webster because I think they're the two most popular assets in in this particular tie and I was so tempted to captain Webster just because I haven't seen enough from Man United or Ronaldo but I went with the ownership at the end of the day and obviously Dan's um, captaincy poll and it looked like Ronaldo was was kind of the outstanding asset there and thankfully I did obviously goal shot tier um, it was needed and man of the match as well so had I gone the other way, yeah, Webster picked up Parson Tier 2, but it would have been a horrible, horrible decline. <laughs> and this is, yeah, why we, this is why we've got Ronaldo, right? This, this is why, because, yeah, he might not be the best asset at the moment, but Man United had these singles and also have got a couple of tasty upcoming games. And if Ronaldo goes off in two of them and you've not got him, you, you, you're going to drop. So, yeah, I think it was the risk worth taking rather than um, in Harry Kane. Yeah, he could have scored a header as well yes yeah. could have had two yeah definitely and had you know bruno unselfishly passed it to him at the end of the game there could have had a double but now nah, he smashed it nah, nah. Fine. <laughs> great great finish definitely <laughs> right so uh should we quickly talk about our teams before we discuss yep. upcoming moves yep so i'll go first uh team one actually performed better than team two in this get uh this week 88 points nice buff i I think it, I have no idea if it's gone up or down, but it's now 659th. Um, oh, yeah, it's got 4.3 yeah. million in the bank. Um, so plenty to play with. Uh, I could upgrade Rodri to Kane if I wanted to, probably. Um, so yeah, happy with that. Uh, but in that dice talk, so Saar, 12 points. Double Liverpool defence. Webster captain, 38 points. That was a very good decision there. Um, That was the highlight. Team two has been floating around the 150 mark for like the last six weeks. Um, It's 158, 74 points. Um, So I think I have slipped down a little bit. Uh, Bruno captaincy did pay off in the end, 24 points. 19 points for Webster. Um, Laporte and Cancelo missing out, a bit disappointing. Yeah. Jota one point, Breghorst two points. Yeah, there's a few disappointments in there, but hopefully that will change. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, for me, I ended up uh, 82 points for uh, team one, um, which 
is actually it, it's risen about 350 places since overhaul um it was just just below 1.4k i'm now just above 1k uh 1014th um so it's, it's doing well i mean it's very template there's a couple of players in there so the likes of jota for instance um his 17 point hole against leicester was massive it was a gamble he might be injured now which is frustrating given um norwich and leeds are obviously the next two fixtures if he is yeah i i really think i've got to um have a look at him and see if i can move on probably i don't know whether to jump onto brosia early or jump on to kilman early i might go brosia early because he's a forward um just because i think brosia potentially outscores kilman this weekend given Wolves have got Leicester and I could see Leicester scoring whereas I think Brozier could score against Everton but yeah then, that's a good point actually so I'd then probably move to Kilman just on the 24th the other debate could be however and this is the one I wanted to mention to you was um Man City so there is a, a debate that obviously Man City play Spurs 5 30 mm. on the saturday you could then move to kilman from laporte um and you get the sunday the 20th fixture you then get the 24th game in um and then you also get so it's effectively a three three for nothing um because you're going for the captaincy and then on the 26th obviously man city then play everton but with rotation, do you really want to have two or three Man City assets at the moment? That there's nothing to say that one of them might not be rested against Everton. And if you've got Cancelo, you're never going to captain Laporte. So yeah, you might get the ten points, but that that's pretty much what it's going to be. So the decision could be there that you just go for the the Man City to to Wolves asset this weekend, frees up some funds, and you get yeah the three for nothing on um on Wolves. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm going to consider. Um, I'm on Cancelo and Laporte. And yeah, as you say, you're probably not going to ca- captain Laporte while you've got Cancelo because Cancelo can just hit any tier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great, great opportunity. I think if you're going to do it, you've got to do it after that game, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best opportunity. And it's the same with Trent, for instance. Um, I'm sat there with him. And he is effectively a placeholder for then moving to Chelsea defenders because, once again, you know, when I've got Salah in the team, I'm not going to captain Trent. So, given Trent's price up at 10.5 million, the Chelsea defenders are nine. So, I think they're going to become very popular um, when they start to, you know, come back and start to well, pick up their games again and double because their defenders are so cheap. I think Thiago Silva is even cheaper than eight, nine million, Rudiger's about nine. So you've got the double, potentially even the triple up if you want to go Mendy, of Chelsea assets. And if you've got the transfers there to hand, it's teams like that that I think you want to be targeting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's yeah Chelsea when their run sort of starts and those sort of single captaincy days, obviously Wolves are in quite a few of them. Um, Wolves and Saints are going to be the players that I'm probably going to have to bring, to, yeah. bring in players from. Agreed, and, yeah. Yeah. As we said, like yeah, it's probably good, like Kilman, Brozier, James Will Prowse, yep. maybe Jimenez. Yeah, and uh, th- th- again, they are very template players, but I think at the moment that's not a bad thing. There are a lot of people that have say started with Kilman, for instance, or started with 
one of Brozier or Prowsey and they're, they're probably well set. But for those of us that haven't, I feel like I've got the gain on Jota there just thanks to that 17-point hole. It's more than I expected. Um, so I'll take it and I'll, I'll probably run, um, particularly if he's injured. Whereas Laporte is frustrating because we only really got that Brentford game, you know, the 10-pointer, then he didn't return. And that's annoying. And if they don't keep the clean sheet against mm. Spurs, for instance arguably you probably just should have started with Kilman because Kilman also picked up 10 points, you know, in in the game, just the weekend gone and would have effectively outscored Laporte. So that, that was annoying. And it's a debate I had with myself at Hoverhall is whether I wanted the city. Mm. The risk was too much for that Norwich game because I thought city would run riot and that yeah. they would inevitably keep clean sheet. And if Laporte was in there, he, he could have done very well. Both Diaz and Walker got assists and um, clean sheets. Could have easily been Laporte. So, yeah, it was kind of risk versus reward in that case. Yeah, the plan for, for me at Overhaul was to hold um, Laporte long-term right through to the end. But could, we could see more of this rotation yeah. and it's just too painful to to see. Agreed, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, I think this weekend, yeah, we're going to see teams probably making a couple of moves to cover these upcoming singles, obviously Thursday the 24th, Friday the 25th. Um, and then from then, yeah, maybe reassessing and waiting for uh, those Chelsea fixtures to come around. Yeah, definitely. Plenty of transfers, I reckon. Yep. I mean, Ian Parron's making trans a lot of transfers, so stuff's <laughs> going down. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Exactly. I've seen his, uh, his Twitter posts. Right then. Well, um, I think that draws the pod nicely to an end there. So, um. All we have left to say really is good luck for those moves. Um, fingers crossed they all pay off for both us and yourselves. And as always, it is a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Cheers, guys. <laughs>